With injuries to key players, should the NFL alter the ramp up in training camp? Plus, Lamar Jackson has some new weapons. Who's going to thrive in Baltimore? You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi again, and welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. I'm James Rapine. He is Tony Wiggins. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, follow wherever you get your podcasts, and shout out to all the everydayers here on Locked On NFL. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by America's number one sports book, FanDuel, because it's the official sports book of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. And Tony, last week mm-hmm. there were some key injuries in, in two guys that we know very well. One that you used to cover, Jalen Ramsey, and he's expected to miss most of the season with a knee injury after undergoing surgery. Right. And then a guy that I currently cover in Joe Burrow. And he's expected to miss multiple weeks. I do think he's going to be back week one. We'll see. Uh, I saw him in the locker room on on Monday. He was walking and not gingerly. So hopefully that's a good sign for Joe Burrow. But with the news of those stars going down, and I'm pulling up an Adam Schefter tweet, which at this point is about five days old. He said, text today from a head coach following both of those injuries. And since then, we've had the Tim Patrick injury, and we've had some other soft tissue injuries throughout the NFL. I know Trey Turner got hurt. He said, quote, this coach did to to Schefter, I hate the first two weeks of training camp. They need to restructure the offseason. And I saw that. I was like, okay. In the moment, I was focused on Burrow and and, and doing the, the, the job of covering the Bengals. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, well, it's an interesting point. And I don't know if it's a good point or a bad point. At least I don't know what you think. I have some thoughts on it, but I do want to get your opinion. When you see that, they need to restructure the offseason. There's been some soft tissue injuries. There's been some serious injuries to stars. What do you think? Um, athletes pull stuff. Football is a physical sport. I don't know what they can do. I mean, I, I think it's um, – it's nice to say that, but I mean, what do you do? It's all in the CBA. It's funny how owners and, and GMs want to change stuff, except the money part. And they always point to that CBA when it's time for a dude talking about he wants more money. But then they want to change something when this affects their team when one of their core players get hurt. So I want the geniuses that said that to actually expand on it and tell me what the hell they're talking about because I don't know what else you can do. To, to, how can you change that and it, and it and it affects that? I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, honestly, what, what are you, what are we saying? Yeah. I, we we're in lockstep here to me. This is looking at the results and then saying the process needs to be changed right? versus looking at the process. And, and sometimes you don't get the results you want, and it can be frustrating. And who knows who that coach coaches for, what team that coaches on, what yeah, staff. coach, GM owner, who. But, but Joe Burrow was in awesome shape. He was ready to go. Like there is no doubt in my mind. I watched him very closely. I have no doubt that Jalen Ramsey 
was ready to prove everybody wrong that doubted him and was ready to, to reestablish himself a bit as the top corner, certainly an elite corner in this league. Like I bet both of those guys are ready. And sometimes injuries happen. It's a part of the game and it's, it's impossible to take them out. And I think that's the part of this. I, what was wrong with the off season? It, it was a, a OTAs are something that, that a lot of our listeners could probably make it through. They're not that intense. No. And then they get a break and then they come back for camp and all of these guys are training on their own anyways. That's how it is. These, these days, I think it's fine. Like, I think the process is fine. It's just the result stinks because Miami now down uh, their top corner by far. And we have one of the best quarterbacks in the game hurt. And we're obviously not going to see him in the preseason, but hopefully we'll see him week one. Jimmy, you got a lovely, lovely daughter, right? Mm -hmm. Has she caught a cold yet? Little ones, little ones, nothing too, nothing too crazy yet. Hopefully we can avoid that, but I know where you're going. Go ahead. If she, if she ever catches a cold or gets an ear infection or gets, gets colic, when you go to the doctor, don't let the doctor tell you, you need to change your process. It's silly. I mean, what, what are they saying? It's okay. To what? Okay. Genius. Tell me to what, what, what are they going to do? So a guy doesn't pull his calf. Mm-hmm. What is a guy? What are you gonna do that a guy who's running a certain way and and he turns? What are you gonna do so he doesn't tear a meniscus? In fact, what does Tiger Woods have to do when he swings with so much? Don't don't swing with torque. I mean, so his back won't hurt. I mean, I just don't like when people make suggestions without actually making the suggestion. They don't Mm -hmm. actually tell you exactly what it is they would change and how that affects what happened to the guy. Think, yeah. I want to say it, but I can't, but it sounds like it happens, but I'm going to put two, two, two letters in front of it. It happens. It's football. It's a physical sport. I, I just don't get how you can say what someone needs to do differently league wise. If, if you want, you can, you can do this. I know athletes, Fred Taylor once said that he changed his diet. He changed his diet. He changed because he was real muscular. So he kept getting mm-hmm. his little muscular injury. So he changed his diet and he started doing, okay, that's an individual thing. But what does changing the entire process of the NFL offseason have to do with the guy pulling his calf? I, it's, it's just the, it's the overreaction. And I know I'm getting kind of fired up about it, but it starts a, it, it starts a rabbit hole conversation when there shouldn't even be one because the person, the people that said that kind of stuff didn't even say anything. What they said was, we need to change the process. Okay, to what? What what process are you going to change to prevent those things from happening? And how does it yeah. correlate to what happened? It, and that's the part, is even if you had a two-week ramp-up period before camp. So let's say camps now start, and a lot of veterans think camp is already too long, still too long, if you, if you talk to them around the league. Okay, fine. Let's say you have a two-week ramp-up period. It starts on July 16th. It sounds good. But are, are those veterans, would they rather do that or would they rather be on vacation and training for a couple of hours and then hanging with their family? I, like, that's the difference. I, I think that so many of these guys train on their own. It's fine. The process is fine, even if the result is that two of the, the NFL stars are dinged up right now. Hopefully we see Jalen Ramsey by the end of the season. And like I said, Burrow week one. Up next, let's, uh, let's stick in the AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens have a revamped wide receiver unit led by, and I'm going to say led by because he's the highest paid man in that room, Odell Beckham Jr. 
Let's discuss those wideouts who we're buying stock in. We will tell you that coming up next. But today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is a one-stop shop for all things sports wagering. And you could take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend on betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to get the first home run, all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel. So sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. FanDuel official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right, segment two here on Locked On NFL on a Wednesday. Tony Wiggins and James Rapine. You like my little DJ voice, man? I'm, I'm trying to work Love on it. not screaming right. so much. I got a little echo in this house because uh, we ain't furnished it all the way, so I'm trying to sound as smooth like WKRP in Cincinnati. You know, oh, look at that, Cincinnati. See, you see what I just did? No, man, but uh, I, I, I'm digging this topic about these wide receivers. Tony Wiggins has that that sexy sounding DJ right. boy. That's what you're trying that's to right. do. Because trying- I'm sleepy. It's all because all I'm right. sleepy. I'm sexy too, though. I, you know, it's that, or you're just flexing that your house is so big you can't fin- or you can't furnish it yet. So it might have yeah, been that one too. I'm not sure which. A little bit of both, and. I can't furnish it yet because my money's so short right now. So uh, we're getting there, though, man. But um, this is an interesting topic because for years we have talked about Baltimore not getting Lamar Jackson the, the appropriate help at wide receiver. And now he seems like he has that in abundance. And he has guys that are quick with Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham. There's going to be some separation going on in Baltimore the question that you ask is, well, first of all, I am buying stock in the Ravens wide receivers. Oh, okay. And, and and I think it starts with a healthy Odell Beckham Jr. He looks really good, by the way. It looks like he's added some muscle. Um, I think his presence is going to be the most important thing for the Ravens. Uh, statistically, I think it helps the other people a lot that he's out there on the field because I think he's going to require double teams. I think – if you try to go man-to-man with him, with Todd Monk and drawing up these plays, it, it's going to be something to behold because now Mark Andrews is still there. You know, mm-hmm. you still have Lamar Jackson with those legs who probably run a little bit less but run more effectively now. I just think Odell Beckham Jr. is the real deal, and I think he is the alpha in that room, and he's going to make the biggest impact for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people doubt OBJ, and there's a lot that comes with him and he is one of the biggest stars in the NFL, mm-hmm. the biggest non-quarterback star, I think by far. Not saying best receiver, just star power. You yeah. look at him on social media, like he's just known. People, you say OBJ, you know it. You say Odell, you know it. There, there are certain guys, you just say one name and you know them. He is one of those guys, and that's rare. That's hard mm-hmm. to get to uh, at the NFL level especially. And I agree with you. I think he's in line. I don't even want to say bounce back. But come back, he looked really good towards the end of that run with the Rams. And then the news came out that, yeah, they knew that the ACL didn't go, the repair didn't go exactly how they had planned and that it was probably probably going to re-tear again. And I-, I was talking to a veteran in the NFL, someone that, uh, I can say this, was, was Odell's former teammate. I-, I won't go any farther than that. But mm-hmm. I-, I was talking to him last year. 
He was like, man, I hope – I don't think he related to Odell necessarily. He was like, I hope he sits out the entire year. Remember when it was like, who's going to sign Odell? Where is he going to go? Should he go here? Should he go there? We are talking about it in November. He's like, I hope he sits out the entire year and gets fully healthy. Yeah. And we saw over the weekend, he looks healthy. He looks explosive. And so by far, if he is, if he is healthy, he's got to be what? 90% of the old Odell. Like even if he took a step back, 90% of the old Odell. Well, that is better than Rashad Bateman. That is better than what you have in that room, what you've had in that room. And so, yeah, I, I would start there. Um, Zay Flowers, I like him, no doubt. But am I banking on Zay Flowers to be better than current day Odell Beckham Jr. if Odell is healthy? No. I agree with you, though. The the double teams that he could command, I think he could get off to a quick start. And, and then defenses will adjust. And then it could open things up for Bateman and open things up for Flowers. Obviously, Mark Andrews as well. I like their offense on paper, and, and it, it does start with Lamar Jackson. It ends with Lamar Jackson. I've, I've been a believer in Lamar for a long time. I think he's certainly the second-best quarterback in that division, uh, ahead of Deshaun Watson, well ahead of, uh, of Kenny Pickett, probably well ahead of Deshaun Watson at this point. And so the Ravens should be good. And that offense, I mean, Nelson Aguilar is your fourth receiver. Devin Duvernay is your fifth. I like the depth in that wide receiver room too. If like a Rashad Bateman gets a little dinged up or, or Odell Beckham gets a little nicked up, like they, they are capable. And it, for the first time in Lamar Jackson's tenure there, I think they have multiple receivers that they can rely on. So I'm going to give away a little bit of segment three, because we're going to talk about dangerous teams that are flying under the radar, right? Hmm. Baltimore's it because of the reasons that you're talking about, man, they could actually be lights out offensively. And this is going to make people scratch their head and go like, okay, now they have overkill at wide receiver. What were they thinking about all of this time? I mean, why couldn't they do this before? It beats me. It really does. It beats me. I I don't know why you would. The the blueprint is young quarterback weapons. Right. And I think they just thought he's such a weapon. Let's win with defense and running game. And it's just like, that's fine. Give him some passing. Yeah, now they had Hollywood Brown, and they did draft Rashad Bateman, but it's almost as if they thought, you know, we really got to do this one player at a time. No, you don't. Do what you did this year. They should have been done this. They signed Odell Beckham, and they drafted Zay Flowers, you know, and then, like you said, they put Nelson Aguilar behind him. They should have been doing with the wide receiver position where it seems like they've done a pretty good job at doing with with the tight end position. And, And, oh, by the way, have you noticed all of the great offensive linemen that have run through there, you know, it's just they keep replacing those guys. And what about the tweeners, the six foot four, 265 pound edge rusher slash linebacker? They keep finding those guys, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like all of this time, it, it, you know, it, it feels like the kid won an MVP and all of that stuff. But it almost feels like they've wasted time here. They've wasted yeah. time here. And now you hope that the overkill that they have at wide receiver is going to show up and show up big for Baltimore. Well, the Bengals fans and and the Browns fans aren't hoping for it, but just league wise, I, I really do believe that when I look at what they were able to accomplish last year, and I do think of Lamar Jackson, you know, I got to say it, James, if Lamar Jackson played in the playoffs, they would have won that game against Cincinnati because that kid fumbled that ball on that goal line and, it's almost like Ohio State when they, they were up 35-24 and Marvin Harrison got hurt. And it's like, that's why they didn't beat Georgia in the national championship. Well, I'll go back and say, 
that that 99.5 yard return for a touchdown mm-hmm. really, really destroyed their hope. But they were playing really, really well in that game. And I think they right where they, they're going to pick up right where they left off from last year, even though it's hard to connect years. I really do believe that this team has a legitimate shot to make a lot of noise in the AFC. Well, for sure. You know, Todd Munkin, the, the addition of him, it's a, it's a quarterback driven conference for sure. The AFC is just loaded with quarterbacks. I think they can compete at that level. And you're right. I mean, trading for Roquan Smith, it's a game changer. Honestly, it was a lifeline in, in the bears. Imagine this if you're the Bears. You trade away Roquan Smith, you get a second, you get two picks, and then you sign Tremaine Edmonds to a huge contract in the offseason. It's like I would just rather have Roquan Smith. Me too. Uh, you know, if you're if you're going if you're going to pay linebacker, I was fine with the Smith trade, but then you pay Edmonds. It just doesn't fit, does it? Nah, it's, it's, just it's get weird. cheap at linebacker. Just yeah. get cheap at linebacker. You don't yeah. got to spend money on one. Right. And then they had Jack Sanborn who got hurt, but he was playing well last year. It it, it some teams do some th- do some things that are head scratchers. You let a guy like Roquan Smith end up in Baltimore. That's one of them. That's I know, what made every, that I know so everybody close. in that, that I know everybody in that division was like, "What are y'all doing?" You that know? dude was all over the field in that playoff game. I mean, he completely changes their defense. Completely change. There aren't many linebackers that can do that in this league that aren't pass rushers, regular pass rushers, defensive ends essentially. He's one of them, man. Smith is a beast. There's no doubt. We'll talk about those flying under the radar teams here in segment three, and we'll do it in just a second here on Locked On NFL on a Wednesday. What teams are flying under the radar, Tony? Who's number one on your list? You already mentioned the Ravens. Who else is there? Baltimore. Uh, is the team because nobody's talking about it. And granted, they're talking about Cincinnati, Buffalo, Miami, and of course the Jets, and rightfully so, and I get it. I think an under-the-radar team in the NFC is going to be the New Orleans Saints. And shout out to Uh, Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. But I I really, really think that Derek Carr, and and I know this is going to sound crazy to some people, I think he he stabilizes the quarterback position a little bit because – They've been they've been doing too much since Drew Brees left a little bit at quarterback with who they're going to play and why they're going to play him. I think Derek Carr, when you look at him statistically, stylistically, um, with the weapons that they have at wide receiver with Olave and and then you got everybody coming back. By the way, it was Marcus Colson coming back because they brought back Jimmy Smith, uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Graham. I'm just I'm sitting here tripping. They're going to bring back Marquise Colson too. But they they should. Uh, <laughs> hey, it, you know, is, is Joe Horn available? You know, yeah, I, I wonder just, if he still has that cell phone to make the right, call. Right, right. But I, I'm going with the Saints because it's a combination of what they've done. I, I think they have some really, really good players on defense as well. Anytime you have Cam uh, Cam Hayward and then you have Lattimore, so you cover on the front end and the back end. And then they still got linebackers that can run like the wind and get it done. I really think they fly around on defense. Combine all of that with – you know, the, them addressing their offensive line, still having Alvin Kamara, uh, having more speed at running back, even though Kamara's going to be out a little bit. Combine all of that with the fact that I think the division is down. And I think it's coming back up, but I think the division is down. I think that even though the Carolina Panthers are going to be improved, I think it's going to take a minute. I think the Falcons still have a question mark at quarterback, although they have a basketball team at wide receiver and they've improved their defense. And then Tampa. 
Tampa's in a bit of a flux, man. You know, they, they're they're one of those teams that you almost forget that they won a Super Bowl just two years ago because they've had so much stuff going on. And I don't, you know, Collegiate Kansas got hurt yesterday. So I really think it's a golden opportunity for Derek uh Carr to to show Josh McDaniels and the people that let him go that they let they dropped the wrong car go. And I and I do think uh <laughs> that is going to be a good year for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I, I could see it. I, I I like Derek Carr. I think he's kind of an underrated quarterback in this league. Ooh, as I drop my mic, I think he's kind of an underrated quarterback in this league. But nice hands, by the way. I, you know, <laughs> glad I caught it. Yeah, it's probably sounded awful, but at least I was able to catch it there. I think a team that's going under the radar, and I guess this is just an AFC theme, North theme show. I don't see many flaws with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm. Uh, I just. So your weapons are Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Allen Robinson. Robinson is your three that you put in the slot a lot. A they've lot upgraded. They've upgraded the offensive line. Um, in in obviously you're bringing Jones in the first round. You, you signed the guard from Philly, uh, Samalu uh, as well. Pat Fryermuth is a really good tight end. Najee Harris, I like him at running back. Kenny Pickett, I think he's solid. Not great, but solid. And the defense is awesome. We know it's well coached. Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, they added Joey Porter Jr. There's some questions, I, I would say, at the cornerback position, but you have Minka Fitzpatrick. They brought in Patrick Peterson as well. They signed Alex Highsmith to a, a long-term deal. Larry Ogunjobi's back. Like, that's a really good defense. You know, mm-hmm. they added to the linebacker position again this week with, with Quan Alexander. Like, I, I, I look at it. Like, if if any of these elite quarterbacks were on that team, yeah. Like, Oh my God. And so if they, if they had Aaron Rodgers. And, and and so I I was thinking about like what, what could Kenny Pickett be? You're right if they had Aaron Rodgers, but can Kenny Pickett be Andy Dalton? I think so. Yeah. I, I with with Pittsburgh and that infrastructure and that culture and that coach and that defense, can mm-hmm. he be Andy Dalton? Because Andy Dalton got the Bengals to the playoffs in the early 2010s and I think Pickett can be that for sure. Like I, I think he can be a serviceable starter in the NFL. So to me, I look at that roster. I think it's really good, and I think they're going to be in the mix for sure. Yeah, yeah. The, the only concern I had about him was, was the offensive line and a little age and some spots on defense. But you're right, man. You know they they figured it out, bro, and and they did what Pittsburgh always does. They went out and drafted guys that have a large body of work. Um, from big-time programs, and they draft. We always talk about the Patriot way and all of that. The Steelers also have a a knack for getting guys. Baltimore does it, but the Pittsburgh Steelers know exactly what they want and who they desire, and they go out and find a guy that really, really fits their culture. So shout-out to Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers and and Steelers Nation. Is that a thing, by the way? Because, uh, you know, we've had Chris Carter and and, – uh, my boy Q, I call him my boy Q, but he's your boy Q. Um, they've he's talked about if, if Steeler Nation is really a real thing, but my wife is a Pittsburgh Steeler fan before, as growing up, before the Jaguars had a franchise, but now she's all mm-hmm. Jags. But she still can't shake it out of her system a little bit. And I remind everyone, every time we talk about Pittsburgh, I have to tell you this. I'm 54 years old. They've had three coaches my entire life. That is, Man. to me, that is still – the most unbelievable thing you can talk about Jerry Rice having two separate Hall of Fame careers. You, 
the most unbelievable thing in sports, considering the yeah. landscape that we are in, is that I am 54 years old and the Pittsburgh Steelers have had three coaches my entire life and they all won Super Bowls. That, that is the weirdest fact in sports. And I think they are a sleeper team, James, now that you mention yeah. it, because they've addressed and fixed the offensive line. I just believe in that culture. You know, when Desmond Ritter, obviously I covered him at the University of Cincinnati, uh, paid close attention. He went to Atlanta. I'm just tying the two conversations together in, in the third round. But like ideal scenarios, I know people here in Cincinnati would have hated it. I, I said, Pittsburgh. If yeah. you go to Pittsburgh as a quarterback, you're going to have a real shot there. One, Big Ben had retired. Two, it's just the infrastructure. When you have that, you can survive. And I think Kenny Pickett is going to take a step forward. I mean, Allen Robinson's your three. That's a it's a pretty good third wide receiver. I think they'll be in good shape. We'll see. Best division uh, in say, football. You cover the best. I'm, a, I'm just saying it. You cover yeah, the best position. I agree. The best division in football, at least this year. At least this year. And you cover the worst one, my friend. We will talk more about <laughs> the AFC South, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. He is Tony Wiggins. I'm James Derpine. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to Locked On NFL.